Visiting with our Shap of the Week, Manolo Bustamante, once again, third member of the offensive line coming into the interview process here. And I always have fun with these conversations, Manolo, because you guys are jacks of all trades and uh, you have the best personalities on the team. And I think it just comes right down to the, the fact that you guys are the smartest guys on the <laughs> team. But we, we talk about the offensive line so much because so much of the game is won or lost in the trenches. And I think sometimes that we pay so much attention because our fantasy football world is so wrapped up in yardage and receivers and quarterbacks and running backs that we, we don't take a whole lot of time to talk about how important your job is on the line of scrimmage. Take us through your maturation process of becoming the starting center for the Westlake Chaparrales. So being on JV kind of, I think, helped my development in a sense. You know, a lot of people had the opportunity to be on varsity, but didn't, you know, start off the bat. And I think just getting constant reps at JV and listening to what Coach Murdoch has to say and just applying it to the game has honestly probably made me a better offensive lineman. Taking my reps from last year and my playing time and combining that with the offseason that I had kind of led to this combination that helped me be more efficient, more effective and as a varsity starter. Manolo, it's not just the fact that you worked hard to get better. Mother Nature took over a little bit and we talked a little bit about this with Aiden Kennard as well because he went through a body transformation as well being a big guy. Tell everybody what happened to you. So for me, I think it's more... I didn't grow a lot in the height, but I think I kind of filled out my body more. I like, just started getting strength in places that I you know, had been working on, but kind of just all blossomed together and kind of found an evenness in my arms, upper body strength and my lower body strength, and it kind of helped translate it onto the field for me. How much did you actually grow from, from your junior JV season to you know, spring ball and into your senior I think season? A total about an inch and a half wow. in height you have to get used to playing with that body. How was that process? Through the off season, just working on my footwork a lot was kind of the main thing for me and making sure I stay low. I think one thing Coach Murdoch tells us a lot is when we're working our hands or stuff like that, sometimes we lose track of how low we are in our position, which is really important for leverage. So I think just keeping my stance low and making sure I keep that leverage. How valuable is a guy like Coach Murdoch for you as a player that has blossomed late in your high school career how much have you taken from him in this process of becoming the starting center he's been really helpful a lot of our offensive line that people don't recognize is technique and i think he is someone who's really good at teaching technique you know he takes us through drills that most people you know when you, you do drills you kind of some people kind of go through them kind of lazily and just they don't think about like what's happening but he reassure the point like what's the purpose of the drill and what you need to be doing during the drill to make yourself a better offensive lineman. Well, I think that shows the level of intelligence and, in my mind, maybe some of the respect that he has for the offensive lineman as a former player, a guy that has played for Coach Dodge specifically in this offensive scheme. I think it's all he's known since he was a high mm -hmm. school player. So it's really been an opportunity for him to fine-tune it. You know, it's always the, I think, of Iron Man. You know, you're tinkering with everything all the time. And he's tinkered with this enough over the course of his professional career to really break it down. And really what I mean by the respect aspect is respect your intelligence enough to trust you with the why. And I think sometimes in football, sometimes when you're dealing with alpha males, you're doing it because I told you to do it. That mindset's not here with this coaching staff, is it? It's always a, a description of, hey, this is how we're going to win, and here's why we're doing this. Do you find that as a player that that helps you? 
I built a trust, you know, for Coach Murdoch. Just the way I've been able to translate what I do in practice and the technique and the form that what translates to the game. So I think that the attention to detail is like what you said about the fine tuning. He just does a really good job of explaining that to us and explaining how to do it. I think the evidence on the field shows why. I don't think we have to really ask that question because when we apply it to the game, we just feel how much better we are. You mentioned footwork. Sometimes footwork can be associated with rhythm. And when you have good rhythm, you have good feet and you have fast feet. I sang in the choir. My analyst, John Nidell, sang in the choir. And there was a moment on Friday night, those of you that, that sing in the choir, does your music knowledge and your singing help you with your footwork as a football player? I think in some ways it does. I think a lot of it, you know, in choir, we, we're not moving too much, but I feel like the, analy the analyzing aspect of it is very important, like being able to read music, footwork and rhythm. You know, when you sway to the music, you kind of get a sense for the music. I think getting a sense for your footwork. Footwork is timing, and you have to go up and, and hit the eighth note when you're supposed to hit it and find that note. That is all about timing, and mm -hmm. I think uh, timing and, and footwork kind of go hand in hand. But let's take it one step further. You're not just in the choir. Tell the audience exactly how good a singer you actually are. I'm actually part of a select group called the Madrigals, and actually in the Madrigals we do do a lot of, we usually do some pieces where we have a lot of movement to them. So solo and ensemble a thing for you in addition uh, to? In the past, I think these last few years have been a re really busy for me, so I think taking that extra work for choir has been a little tough, but usually when I can find a solo or a spot for me, I usually work at it. The image that we see from Friday night is just how versatile the Westlake student can be. You know, you have cheerleaders that are in the choir. You have football players that are in the choir. Do you think that having this kind of well-rounded experience as you experience it in the moment is going to help you later on? Time management, I think, is a big deal at Westlake. A lot of kids are involved in multiple activities, and balancing football and choir hasn't always been the easiest thing for me, but I, I always find a way to do both, and I think that's something that I can really take to the next level in the in future. Tenor? Baritone? Yeah. or tenor. Ba You're a tenor. Tenor. Wow, that's a lot. As a former tenor, my respect. <laughs> the idea that you would be able to take something so complex as singing in the madrigals and singing in the choir and having that be a big part of your overall lifestyle. Do you get any crap for it at all, or is there is there a mutual you know, respect with your teammates? Sometimes there's always the saying of, you know, the choir boy, and I, I've heard that a few times around the locker room and on the field. Hey, I used to get it too, man. They, You know, this hair, this hair, used, <laughs> I used to get Reverend Elvis all the time, man, sang in the church choir, sang in the school choir, mm -hmm. played baseball. kind of goes with the territory, but to be honest, you know that some of your teammates could never do. You know, you guys might be better offensive linemen, but you know, you're not hitting this D. You're not hitting. <laughs> you're not hitting this C. I know you're not. And and I think that's the the fun part about the relationship that you have in the offensive line room. Who's the one guy that you really look at as the guy that really holds this group together and really leads them from the standpoint of getting better week to week? I think it for sure has to be a captain or leader, Connor Halverson. He's just been a guy that. You know, he stays on top of you, making sure you're doing what you're doing. Always catch you if you slip up. And I think it sometimes gets annoying to all of us, but it really in the end makes us a better cohesive unit. Who's the next guy? Who's who's kind of who's his right hand man? Because every captain has a has a co-captain or a first mate. Who's the first mate of the offensive line? I think it has to be Aiden Kennard. 
You know, he's a guy who also grew with Connor last year as they were both on on the varsity team. And I think they both hand in hand wanted to make sure that this year's team or this year's O line was one of the most functioning O lines that's ever been at Westlake and one of the best cohesive units in the state of Texas. I think he's also made it his job to help achieve that goal. We talk a lot about Blake Webster in these interviews because when you have offensive linemen that come through and, and Coach Dodge and even Coach Murdoch said, you know, it's a once in a generation type of player. It doesn't necessarily has to do with size and ability. It has everything to do with the entire package. And the reason I bring up Blake is because he had such an impact across a couple of classes. As a guy on the JV, what do you think you learned from not only Blake, but maybe even some from John Erline in practice as you got brought up during playoffs? What was your experience like learning how to play the center position from those two guys? I think playoffs was a very valuable experience for me. Just going through drills, seeing their focus was a huge one and like how serious they took every step of the way, even if it was something that most people wouldn't think as very important. Every time they were locked in, as Coach Murdoch likes to say it, mind on ice which I think is very important. Explain that. We would do certain drills during our warm-ups is more of kind of a drill time than other positions. Other positions, they'll be stretching and stuff while we're pushing pads around and doing more physical kind of warm-up. And I think a lot of people during that time could easily take it, like walk through it or jog through it, take it lightly. But the way they're focused and every day, as Coach Murdoch likes to say, have a championship practice, they really take that to heart. Yeah, mind on ice that basically means, hey, we, we are only concentrated on our business and our business is this and then throw it into the freezer we often see you guys as as the tenacious ones the big nasty guys up front but to know that there's so much going on from the neck up is you know something that we've repeated a number of times in these interviews over the course of the years with offensive linemen but you're starting to see why and I think that's a big part of your growth as an athlete but also the success factor you know the fact that you have stepped into the role and coach Dodge will say this every Tuesday hey if we don't talk about the center everything went well for your benefit is to understand that you're occupying shoes but legacy wise I think you nailed it in your description of Connor there is a, a responsibility can you explain what what the responsibility is to maintain a level of play from year to year to year and the legacy of the Westlake offensive line well coming to the offseason a lot of you hear a lot of the time oh they only have one returning guy you know and I think all of us just made it our duty to step up during the offseason and have make sure that we really work hard toward this goal of keeping like the Westlake's standard especially at offensive line position you see guys like Blake who've gone through here and just made a real change and a real impact in the offensive line area and I think all of us just together it wasn't anything like making sure like one person taking control and making sure that everyone was wanted that goal I think we all together wanted that does Christian McWilliams really dress like an old man we kind of say he looks more like an old man than he dresses one, and he kind of acts like one. He gets a little grumpy sometimes, and so I think that's where that saying kind of comes from. What does dusty mean? If you think of, like, dressing to impress is, like, clean. Like, you stay sharp, you look sharp, you take good care of yourself. Dusty would be the opposite. So, like, your shorts are hanging low, they're baggy, or, like, your it, socks are pulled up all the way. It's just... Is it okay to be dusty in a football game? In the trenches, I guess you get... It, during the game, you just <laughs> start to get dusty. But we mess with each other using it. it. We'll call other people dusty. The final thought is, how does Manolo Bustamante get ready to play a varsity football game? Take us into your routine and how you get geared up. So, after we have pregame meal, I, you know, walk up. I usually immediately put my headphones on, start start locking in. Usually go get taped, and then I'll usually hang out in the weight room. What Coach Dodge likes to reinforce: dream the beautiful dream. I'll just think of myself making the, the touchdown, springing block, or picture myself getting a guy on the ground. You know, it's all about 
imagining it before it happens. So when it, when you're in the moment, you're ready for it. As you play your one and only varsity season, I think it's important for everybody to realize that there are a lot of guys like you that are on this team that that have one year. You know, we talk about Ryan Lindley, we talk about you, we talk about guys that have waited for their opportunity. Explain what this means, being so successful at what you're doing, and the fact that you have this this window of opportunity that you're making the most of. I'm starting to enjoy, like, just enjoy the process, you know? Every practice, that's your last practice on that day, you know? Just thinking about it, like, I won't get this kind of opportunity again and just enjoy every second of it. He's Manolo Bustamante, our Shap of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.